Hey there, everybody. This is your boy, Thekka Jones, and I'm here to tell you one thing. April 27th, 2019 is going to be the best day ever. 242 Creative and Offbeat are going to throw the best day party you've ever experienced, and we're inviting you to come on out. Bottomless mimosas, fried catfish with grits, and of course, we have Mississippi's best DJ, DJ Young Venom, providing the vibes. Tickets available on Eventbrite. Just search Best Day Ever, and you can also purchase them through our Facebook and Instagram pages at Best Day Ever MS. Let's have the best day ever, y'all. you guys haters and there's another word i like to call you but um it's probably not appropriate um and my guest just said something with like trolls in it and i'm like let's try that on <laughs> i'm not sure um so i'm gonna just go ahead and let my guest introduce herself hey y'all my name is Rachel Glazer, and i'm really excited to be here today <laughs> whether or not you're trolls <laughs> No, they're trolls. <laughs> um, so, uh, Rachel, where are you from? I'm originally from Gainesville, Georgia, okay. which is um, about an hour and 15 minutes north of Atlanta. Okay. And I always say it's a good place to be from. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Why is that? Because um, I enjoyed growing up there. I think I had some good experiences. You know, it's a good mix of cultures and things to do, but not too many things to do. Okay. So you don't get into too much trouble, but just enough. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I you know, I don't know if I would spend my adult life there, but I'm yeah. glad I got to spend my youth there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Um, so what brought you to Jackson? So I moved here three years ago, almost to the day, um, to work at the Institute of Southern Jewish Life as a community engagement fellow. It's a two-year fellowship. And then I liked it so much that they couldn't get rid of me. I decided to stick around. So um, I thought you would be a good guest because I have no knowledge (laughs) at all (laughs) of what you do. And then you're doing it within Jackson. Mm -hmm. So I guess kind of explain to me where you work and what exactly... Does that mean for us community engagement? Did sure. I get it right? Yeah, you okay. got it exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the Institute of Southern Jewish Life, or ISJL, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. um, we are an organization that works to um, support and enrich Jewish life in the South. So we okay. cover a 13-state region mm-hmm. um, from Texas down to the Florida Panhandle, up to Virginia, and everything in between. So we have six different departments with rabbinical services and educational services, cultural services, history, all these things. Mm-hmm. And then my department, which is community engagement. Okay. So I guess the the long and short of it is that we are the quote-unquote social justice department, right? Mm -hmm. Because in order to have a strong Jewish community, you have to be able not just to look inwardly and grow yourself in your um, heritage and your religion and all of those things, but you also have to look outwardly and see how am I putting my values into action, Mm -hmm. both within the Jewish community and in the surrounding communities. Because when you're Jewish in the South, like you really can't extricate yourself from your surrounding community. You're a part of it, and it's a part of you. So in our department... 
we do three different main prongs of work. Um, so the first one is the Jewish social justice education. So mm -hmm. I'll travel to communities around the South. Um, I just recently was in Houston, Texas, working with a congregation there, doing everything from um, emotional intelligence with first and second graders to connecting prayer and music and calls to action with seventh graders to helping um, B'nai Mitzvah students, so those students who are about to become a bar bat mitzvah and their families begin planning meaningful service projects because okay. that's a really common thing to okay. do a service project when you become a bar, mitzvah, bar bat mitzvah. Um, so that's one thing, mm -hmm. is we do all sorts of Jewish education around social justice. Okay. We also do literacy programs because um, living in Jackson, one of the big issues that we know to be true in Mississippi is literacy, that mm -hmm. our, our children are struggling to keep up nationally. We have a teacher shortage, high, high turnover rate in schools, all of those issues compounding. Um, and so when we were thinking not only is it important for us to teach people how to put their values in action, but like we should probably do it too. We should model what that looks like and we should give back to the community where we are based, which is here in Jackson. And that's been true for the past 18 years of our organization. Okay. Um, so our literacy programs range from a family literacy program in partnership with the library systems that happens in six week cohorts. We have a spring break literacy day camp that happens every year at JSU, which wow. I know you're an alumna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and we also uh, work with an after-school program to provide engaging literacy standard-aligned activities to kind of help kids have fun and connect with those content areas without really knowing that they are. So that's literacy. Yeah. And then our last one is called TAP, Talk About the Problems, mm -hmm. and it's a peer mediation and conflict resolution program that we run in middle schools and high schools. So we'll go in, we'll do about 10 hours of training with a select group of peer mediators and teach them all about um, kind of these restorative justice practices, give them the vocabulary to resolve conflicts peacefully among their peers, and then we support them throughout the year along with a counselor and administrators to make those mediations happen. Wow. <laughs> so we do a couple things. <laughs> Just a couple. Just a couple. We stay busy. So what's the Jewish population like in Jackson, Mississippi, and throughout the South? Because that's something I really, I just feel like that's something that would be up north. Yes. Really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're not the only one to, okay. to think that. Don't worry. A lot of people say when they find out where I work, like, oh, there's Jews in the South? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, growing up, my sister and I were one of the only Jewish families in our school system. Wow. Um, and so it's a lot of, you know, the education starts at home, a lot of support from the family. And you know, growing up, we went to a small congregation where people would drive from up to 50 miles away for a service. Wow. And we only met once a month because we were wow. lay led. It was up in the mountains at a Presbyterian church because that's the building we could rent out. Right. Wow. So um, I think for a lot of Southern Jewish communities, it's a lot about intention um, and saying, if I want to make this, like I have to be the one to make it. No one's going to make it for me. Okay. Um, and, and even in bigger cities where you have a more... Um, robust, I guess, uh, Jewish center, um, there's still that balance between your Southern identity and your Jewish identity. So here in Jackson, we do have a, a congregation that was mm -hmm. established in the 1800s. I mean, it's... What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been here for a long time. They okay. haven't had the building for that long. Okay. But um, if you drive right down State Street a half a mile, the Beth Israel um, Cemetery 
is right across from First Presbyterian Church. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever get the chance, you should go walk around. I think cemeteries are a fascinating place Me for learning. Me too. I, I, I thought it was the only one. People <laughs> think I'm weird, but I'm like, I would love to like just walk through. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. fascinating because you look at the headstones and you see headstones in English mm-hmm. and in German and in Russian and some have Hebrew on them. Wow. And it just paints a really interesting story about the folks who were maybe peddlers who immigrated here and um, you know made enough money to settle down and then their families came and joined them and then mm-hmm. this Jewish community grows out of it. And that's the story of a lot of Jewish communities in the South, especially like a- along the rivers, right? And along the coasts. So um, yeah, Beth Israel Congregation is the Jewish synagogue here in town. Okay. I would say, oh, I'm probably going to get this number wrong. I think we have around 250 families. Okay. So it's pretty decent size. Yeah, yeah. That's um, way more <laughs> than I thought you were going to You wouldn't say. know we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I teach Sunday school at our religious school and we have, I'd say maybe 25 to 30 students. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as like, young families it's I'd say it's definitely older congregants yeah. more so um, but the young families who are here I think it's really important for their students to see other kids like them who yeah. are Jewish who are having to kind of code switch in school and talk right. to their peers about well like no I don't celebrate Easter I'm gonna go celebrate Passover on yeah. Easter break yeah. um, and kind of talking about what that means so it's I'm like I never had a religious school growing up. All of my Jewish education came from going to services or talking with my family. So for me, it's really cool to be able to be the teacher I wish I'd had when yeah, I was their yeah. age, kind of transitioning through all of that. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a break right here. Tired of your coworkers' repetitive microaggressions? Constantly being asked if you date outside your race? Tired of brothers asking you for the hookup? Token Talk Podcast is a collective of perspectives from a token variety. I'm Darius Williams. I'm Thomas Price. And I'm John Spann. We are Token Talk Podcast. Listen to us bi-weekly on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Token Talk Podcast. Like, subscribe, and listen now. Hey there, I'm Gamma Ray. And I'm DJ Young Venom. And we are Geeked Up. Our podcast is about black nerdom and everything that entails. Comics, video games, movies, etc. We talk about it all. Catch a new episode every Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And follow us on all social media platforms at Geeked Up. Okay, so before we started recording, um, we were talking a little bit. You said you did a little social justice. Well, not a little. You said that's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the uh, list of things you do. Not just within the Jewish community, but like in Jackson and Mississippi in general. So could you tell me a little bit about that process? Sure. So one of my favorite things about what I get to do and kind of what I've I feel I've come into my own with since I moved here is connecting communities. That's a huge part of any sort of meaningful service or social justice is that you can't operate in a silo, right? You've got to reach out and and make sure you're sharing resources, whether that's people resources, you know, financial resources or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> so we do a lot of that with our literacy programs, especially bringing in guest speakers and organizations from across the community to, to tell our families that we're working with the resources that they offer. We have um, student teachers and certified teachers and volunteers from all across the community who come in and work with our students. Um, and that's just been a really beautiful thing for me to experience is reaching out to someone saying, hey, I see the work that you're doing and I think that this community could really benefit from hearing that. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's just been a really beautiful part of what I've gotten to do here. 
Yeah. So you talked a little bit about giving them, I guess, like the tools and the words to use to, I guess, get involved in that process. Just how, how would that, how is that, I don't know. <laughs> is this something you're doing with just um, children or are you doing this with adults as well? Like, how is that process? So we, I mean, we do it with everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, especially when we're traveling outside of Jackson and even outside of Mississippi, it can be a little tricky because yeah. if I'm not part of, say, the Atlanta community or right. the Pensacola, Florida or Mobile, Alabama yeah. community, I don't necessarily have those connections. But like you said, I can give people the tools and the vocabulary yeah. to make those connections. Right. And really just the push in the right direction because mm-hmm. it can be really comfortable to sit at home safe in your own four walls and right. only talk to people who think and look like you. Right, right. But if we give people the encouragement and, and almost the permission mm-hmm. to seek out help when they need it or to seek out someone who might need something that they have, then that, that might be all they need. Yeah. Has that been like a an easy process for you, you think? Or how has it been? Has it been difficult at all? Because yeah. I just feel like... You know, (laughs) not being from here, (laughs) it's not always easy to like insert yourself into those type of things, even when you have, you know, like the best, you know, kind of intentions behind it. And then some people feel like I've been doing this forever. Like what gives you the right to just arrive in Jackson and insert Mm -hmm. yourself into this lane? So how has the process been? That was, yeah, I mean, that was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn is Mm -hmm. that um, sometimes your help isn't wanted or sometimes it's not wanted in the way that that you present it or Mm -hmm. the way that you would hoped. Um, So actually my first year here, I was able to get involved in organizing the Women's March here in Jackson. And um, and I actually ended up emceeing it uh, Mm because the day of our MC got stuck in a tornado in Hattiesburg and couldn't make it. What an excuse. Uh, It's like so (laughs) much. People are just coming up with excuses left and right these days. (laughs) It's hard to Nothing. (laughs) So, you know, so I was really excited and pleased to be able to be a part of that process. Um, Uh But it was a moment of of knowing that I, as a um, a young white woman who's Mm -hmm. a transplant to Mississippi, is not necessarily representative of everybody who was at that march and everybody who we were trying to speak for and to. Um, And so I had a lot of people who were so positive and so loving and so supportive of me during and after that process. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also had some folks who came up to me and said, look, you're not a local organizer. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't reach out as the way that we wanted you to mm-hmm. to say that that we were welcome and that not only we were welcome we were wanted. Yeah. Um, and that was a lesson that unfortunately I didn't have a lot of time to learn. You know, it all yeah. happened so fast. But I am grateful to the local organizers who kind of pointed out, like, hey, hey, white girl, you're like you got to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that has to be tough, not just for like you as a white woman, but for me as well, because there's things like I just don't know about and even when you think about having to reach out and include people it's like how how does that work you know like how do you know who to reach out I mean and I just feel like when it comes to organizers it's not a situation where it's as simple as googling or going on Facebook and like finding this list of people Mm -hmm. and their contact information you know that's just me. I don't know. I'm still <laughs> trying to learn a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah. Just I mean, I'm wondering how that process, I would imagine it would be tough. Yeah, because yeah. it's such a people game, right? It's yeah. all in who you know. It mm-hmm. really is like old-fashioned networking. And luckily, in a community the size of Jackson, it's big enough that there's someone interested in whatever issue you want, but you might have to go through three people to get to them. But yeah. those people aren't very far apart. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think in even, even in the short amount of time that I've been here, I feel like I know so many more people involved in so many more things than I ever did in any other city that I lived in. Um, and it, it, you just have to get out there. You have to show up. My mom always says the world is 
run by those who show up, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes is true and sometimes it's not. But I think at least in um, local community organizing, that's absolutely true. If you don't show up and you don't make your voice heard, then there's no way that your piece is going to get made into action. Okay. And you want to stay? And I want to stay a little <laughs> bit longer at least. Yeah, I'm not done with Jackson. It's not done with me. <laughs> That's so nice. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so why? Is it just because of, like, the work you've been doing? Or is it the people you've met? Or, um, yeah, so why, why are you sticking around? One of the things that has really kind of kept me rooted in Jackson, I think, is the accessibility. Um, so... It's, it's one of those things where you're not going to have five of any given meeting happening, but if you show up to that one meeting and say, I want to help, that door is pretty accessible. As long as people know that your heart is in the right place and that you're committed to continuing to show up, uh, you can be a part of that. And so that's one of the reasons that I feel I've been able to make so, as many com- connections as I have here is that people were allowing me to walk through the door and to have a seat at that table. So I, I really feel like I've learned a lot from a lot of the organizers here, and I'm excited to, you know, whether I stay in Jackson for 15 more years or whether I travel around to lots of other places to take what I've learned here and continue opening doors for others. Okay, that's just so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I usually ask um, transplants for, you know, the option to give everyone some advice or maybe places to go to eat, to hang. Um, you came well prepared. <laughs> I've got my list. <laughs> you have a list. <laughs> so uh, do you want to go ahead and go through your list? Yes. Okay. So mine is both advice and recommendations. Okay. Because when I first moved here, I didn't know where to go to meet people. No one tells you when you're a grown-up that like making friends is hard. Because like, how do it you is. just walk up to someone <laughs> and say like, hi, please be my friend. I think you're so cool. Yeah. It's harder. And, yeah. They think you're crazy when you do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So that my trick that I learned is to show up to volunteer. Okay. Because if you show up to volunteer, you're going to meet other people who have similar interests and values as you. And if I show up to three different volunteering events at different places and I see the same person, I'm like, okay, you're my person. You're someone I need to know and we need to be friends. Um, so that's my little, my little hot tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that being said, I have some recommendations of wonderful places around Jackson to Wait, volunteer. Before you, before you start. Yes. Guys, take out your notebook. (laughs) Get your pen and pencil ready. Okay. So my number one place to volunteer in Jackson is a place I actually got involved with my second month here. Um, And that is Big House Books. You can find it at bighousebooksms.org. And Big House Books is a volunteer-run nonprofit that provides free books by request to inmates in the Mississippi Correctional Facilities. And that's all with the goal of promoting literacy and being a vehicle for prison reform. Okay. So we have um, a really disproportionate number um, of people in Mississippi who are behind bars, most of them for minor offenses, most of them are people of color. Right. And we only have three state prisons, but we have dozens of correctional institutions, many of which are private facilities. Right. So it's really important that we not allow people who are behind bars to be out of sight, out of mind. Our, our motto at Big House Books is protecting the right to read because everybody should have the opportunity to read, whether it's to educate themselves on a skill or on an academic topic or just to have a little bit of escapism. Um, these people, when they are released, are going to be our neighbors. They're going to be our, our co-workers. They're going to be our family members. And we need to make sure that they are supported both while they're serving their time and when they get out. And education is is one of the best vehicles for that. Okay. 
So if people want to volunteer, they can um, go to the website. Um, You can sign up for our newsletter. We have packing parties almost weekly. And what we do is we receive letters from the inmates and facilities all over the state. And they request uh, up to three books. So they might say, I would like a Western novel, a Sudoku puzzle book, and a dictionary, please. And we'll go through all of our book donations and select, to the best of our ability, the books that match their request. We will input it into a database, print a packing slip, pack it up, and mail it to them. Um, And one of the really great things about this process is that the book that I pack and send to someone isn't just going to be read by that person, right? They're going to pass it around 50 times to right. some to other people right. in the facility. And a lot of them even donate it to the prison libraries, which tend to be understocked. So this is a way that we are impacting many, many lives. Um, and hopefully, you know, even if they don't know the person that picked that book, they know that they're being seen, right? That they have not been forgotten. Okay, this is great. I feel like this is something like me and a lot of my friends can definitely, and my husband as well, participate in because we have a ton of books and <laughs> I tend to hoard books sometimes. Yes. And I've come to a place where I'm starting to run out of space for books. So then I started to buy them like electronically because it's like I have nowhere to store this. So, okay, cool. I feel like I'm definitely going to participate. Yeah. Yeah. Bring us your books. We also have a lot of student groups who come and volunteer with us okay. from elementary all the way through college. Oh, wow. um, you know, we've got our, lo- our locations at 133. Millsaps Avenue in the building across from Nuts. So, um, you know, make sure you check our Facebook or the um, signup.com volunteer schedule before you come. But um, we would certainly love to have more hands on deck. Okay. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So that's my first, (laughs) that's just my first one. (laughs) Um, My second one is kind of ties back to what I was saying before about being the teacher that you wish you had. There's a lot of opportunities to reach out to youth um, that I feel like sometimes people overlook, whether it's at your religious organization or in a civic organization. You can come volunteer at our literacy um, programs with the ISJL. You know, during spring break, we need a lot of volunteers during the Our Reading Family family Literacy Program that happens at the libraries. We need buddy readers who can come and have a child practice reading aloud to you. Oh, wow. We forget how valuable that yeah. skill is, right? Yeah. Um, so find that thing, find that those youth in your community that might need a mentor and be that mentor. Um, okay, I have two more. Is okay. that okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited <laughs> making my list. So um, this isn't so much volunteering, but just as a way to connect with the community a little bit more. Because I feel like with Target and Walmart and Marshalls, there's so many um, kind of mailed-in, capitalist, schlocky things that we can collect. But there's something really special um, that can connect you to a community when you thrift shop. So I love going to Nuts, which is Neat Use Things for Sale, also located on Millsabs Avenue, and just kind of digging through, seeing, you know, the one man's trash is another man's treasure sort of thing. Um, And it's also a way to keep things out of the landfills. It's a way to support local nonprofits rather than international corporations whose money, you know, you'll never see it again if you Mm -hmm. give it to them. Um, So I really recommend Nuts, and um, there's another vintage and resale store called Uptown with R&R that's in Fondren. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's located beneath the pole dancing place. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I've seen that place. Yes, they have 
fabulous. So they're down the street from Orangeville. Yes, 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 yes. Which is another place. That's another one. Yeah, that one's consigned. <laughs> and consignment's also great. Yeah. Um, so my, I mean, my mom runs a resale clothing store. So that's oh. been like my entire upbringing is always like use it and give it back. Right. Can I say something right quick? Please. So hi, dad. Um, I'm about to talk about you. So my dad was big on, I feel like my grandfather too. Like they were big on like they could see something on someone's curve and like we're bringing this home. Yes. My grandmother is like absolutely like not, but then it's like in the living room. <laughs> so he was big on like pawn shopping and all that stuff. I'm like, can you just buy me something brand new? Like jewelry, like electronics and everything. And you know what? At this age, I'm like, let me go thrift shopping first. Mm-hmm. If I can't find it like that, <laughs> then I will go and buy something brand new. But it's so funny how it comes back around. So yeah, I just I found a table. For my dining room that's over 100 years old. Wow. Yeah, at the flea market in Flowood. Is it in Flowood? Pearl? Flowood? I don't know. I think it's Flowood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'll have to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like you go to Pearl and then you go like the back way to Flowood. I feel like it's fairly certain that it's in Flowood. Of okay, course, cool. I will put the updated information in the show notes <laughs> but I was just so excited because I feel like that's something I can keep forever I can like sand down repaint and like um you know if I want to change anything up but you know tables that old like they last forever mm-hmm. and then I remember seeing something like similar at Miss Kelly's for like um I don't know if it's like 1500 I think we bought this table for 200 and something dollars or whatever and I'm like look at that cheap crap <laughs> it'll be working on you in no time sorry Miss Kelly I guess they won't be uh <laughs> sponsoring this podcast anytime soon um, but yeah, your furniture sucks sometimes. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so I totally love um, thrifting now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a really underrated way to connect with your community yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my last thing, my last recommendation <clears throat> is a little bit a bit of volunteering and a little bit of a personal plug. Okay. Um. So I have been involved in like musical theater and improvisation and all of those things for like Listen, my whole life. <laughs> I've been doing that, but all from my living room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Got to sing in the shower. <laughs> yeah. And I dance and you know what? I forced my child to watch like musicals and stuff. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. I feel like the things I couldn't accomplish, she's going to have to do it. So, yeah. I okay. love it. Okay. I love it. Go A ahead. star is born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the things I made sure to search for when I moved to Jackson was an improv troupe. Okay. And there is one that has finally kind of coalesced. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We're in coalesce, huh? I know. Cool. <laughs> um, it's finally coalesced. And we have a show coming up on May 12th. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, we, we've had a show previously. And for every show that we've done, we donate all the proceeds from tickets and concessions to a good cause. Wow. So, this is a way for you to support the arts and support a good cause. So the um, improv troupe is called The Royal Y'all. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, And our show is called The Mother of All Improv Shows because it's happening on Mother's Day, May 12th. It's from 7 to 9 p.m. at Barrel House Restaurant, um, and tickets are $10. Okay. So the restaurant won't be open, but we will Where have concessions. Where is that restaurant located? It's, on, it's in Fondren, right on State Street. Anything. <laughs> Wait, is that that restaurant with, like, no sign or no... No, they've got a sign. Okay. Where they've is got, like, at? that cute porch. Yeah. Right across the street or right next to it? Right across. Yeah. Next door to the Flamingo. 
Yeah. Like when you're coming down dueling, you're okay. basically facing okay. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's where the show is going to be. We're really funny. And even okay. if we're not, it's fun to make fun of us. <laughs> so I really recommend, recommend that folks come. All of our proceeds this time are going to support the Power APAC Thespian Troupe. Okay. Because they are getting to take their production of the Laramie Project to the International Thespian Festival in Lincoln, wow. Nebraska this summer. Yeah. Which is a huge deal. Yeah. Like yeah. I went to this festival when I was in high school. There's thousands of people there. Um, troops from all over the country. And the fact that Mississippi is getting to send some of our students to not only perform, but to tell such a powerful story in a place where it's often very challenging to tell stories centered around the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, we should really be supporting that and yeah. making it as accessible for them as possible. Yeah, yeah. So what's the age range for, I guess, like the actors and actresses? I'm just trying to figure out when I can push my daughter into <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say that kids are, are improvising as long as they're doing imaginative play. Like, okay. as long as you can get them to keep playing, they're doing improv. And that's why I think it's such a valuable teaching tool. Yeah. In our troupe, I think I'm probably the youngest person. Oh, okay. And the oldest, I mean, we I know we definitely have at least one grandmother in our troupe. Uh-huh. Um, so it's I'm not going to out anybody's age because <laughs> you know how performers are. We're always perpetually 29, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic group of people from Oliver Jackson. And we have a lot of fun oh yeah I, f- I feel the fun right now <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool we have to make sure that we share that information with everyone out there please do okay. <laughs> and we're sponsored by Fondren Theater Workshop I meant to okay. say that mm-hmm. okay cool um so we've come to the end <laughs> oh. so I usually ask uh if you want these shady people to follow you anywhere <laughs> on social media I mean if they're truly trolls I'm gonna say no okay. but for those good folks I would I would love for y'all to um follow and support Big House Books Fondren Theater Workshop the Gold Ring Woldenberg Institute of Southern Jewish Life um and any and all of the other organizations that I've named um it's as funny as it is like social media interaction really does help nonprofits because mm-hmm. it's proof of concept that people are engaged, that people are interested in what you're doing and, and your work. So um, if y'all don't mind clicking like and interacting, yeah. that's that's always helpful. And that can be a door for you to be involved and start volunteering. Right, right. Cool. Um, so I would like to give a shout out to Small World Studio. Hi, Dad. After I told your business, <laughs> make sure you guys follow a Small World Studio on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And 242 Creative for um, producing this podcast and putting up with my nonsense. Make sure you contact them um, for your photography and videography needs. And I have merch, so make sure you buy my merch. Uh, Very important. (laughs) And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Jackson Transplant, spell JXN. Um, Also, email me, like, ask me questions. Tell me I'm doing an awesome job. As you should know, I only sub compliments. I do not. <laughs> I don't want your recommendations, <laughs> your <laughs> advice, <laughs> your suggestions for stories. Um, just say, look, you're doing an awesome job. Words That's of it. affirmation only. 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 <laughs> Actually, you're doing a great job. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> so um, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you haters later. Bye. Bye.